Hello and welcome to Masters of Divinity. I'm your moderator, JP, and I'm here as always with Father Chuck. What up, man? And Matt. Hey, just Matt. <laughs> it's Matt. just me. And uh, guys, uh, I want to get I want to get meta for a second. You know, I'm I'm not I don't pr- I don't pride myself on beginnings or endings. Middles are, are kind of you know too. Um, and I, I, I'm not also, I'm not some that great at like introductions, uh, but I, I try. Right. And so we, we have, we have guests and I'm so excited that they're here and I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to like not do anything fancy. I wish I could hit them with a wall of sound like they do on their podcast. <laughs> oh, I wish so I could, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I, don't, can. <laughs> I don't have that kind of cool, uh, equipment to work with, but with, but but let, let, let's just get to it. Good Christian Fun is here, and their hosts, Kevin Porter and Caroline Ely. Hey! We are Good Christian Fun. We are Christian. The and greatest we are crossover. Nominally. The greatest crossover since, I think, Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, probably. Oh, that? yeah. What is Ninja <laughs> Turtles and Power Rangers? That's yeah, sorry. I was like... Super busy having a lot of sex as I was growing up. Oh, well, I mean, that's fine. That's us explaining Ninja Turtles to uninterested women. <laughs> Guys, we are so excited that you're here. We love your podcast. We're big fans. Oh, um, thank you. And it's it's mostly because, you know, we, we kind of do something similar a little bit. A little bit. Um, you know, uh, why don't you go ahead and just kind of uh, explain to our audience uh, uh, what is Good Christian Fun? Well, gosh, I mean, we're not used to describing what the podcast is every damn week. (laughs) (laughs) Take a crack at it. I don't know. Which is Good Christian Fun is a podcast all about Christian pop culture, Christian music, movies, entertainment, Christian rock, pure flicks films, talking DC, Todd, God's Not Dead, Left Behind, Newsboys, things of that nature. Hosted by two people that are kind of sort of Christians, but (laughs) like to have people on of all faiths or non-faiths. We're not here to proselytize. Or make you feel bad. We're just here to have fun. Well, that's that is just great. Um, so yeah, that's that's good Christian fun. Except, um, I, except yeah. we're here totally to proselytize, and if we don't save your soul between before the end of this episode, we'll cry. So no pressure or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like a good success rate with that? Is that turning out? <laughs> no, that's not that's not working so great. But we'll get on that later. Uh, <laughs> We got 51 okay. followers on Twitter. It's uh, it's, it's, it's a process. Adam is bound to be a Christian. 18 right? more, baby. All you need is 18 more. Um, so I just kind of imagined uh, we could just do some, you know, quick introductions. Uh, uh, kind of like, you know, just imagine it's like your first time at small group. You know, before you get your your workbooks, we just kind of go around. Uh, Chuck, do you want to introduce yourself to Good Christian Fun? You know, I've got I've got the I've got the bitter burned coffee in the <clears throat> tiny little styrofoam cup, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. I could, uh, I, I'm happy. Oh, is this also an AA meeting as well? <laughs> I mean, you, you thought it was a small group. There's overlap, right? In, in it's like way. AA. It's like AA, but nowhere near as honest with each other. We oh. just pretend. <laughs> oh dear. So I so yes, I am Father Chuck. I am um, um, I am an Episcopal priest. Um, I am a husband and father of two wonderful young boys. 
Um, um, I am a surfer on the side. Um, I am the senior priest of a church here in Boca Raton and also the head chaplain of a school here on the same campus. I live on the campus and um, having a pretty good time and um, enjoying my, my, my weekly gathering with these two guys to do what we do. And, and he is almost as obsessed with Godzilla as Kevin is with Kermit the Frog. So, another interesting. <laughs> Two yeah, I, green amphibians that mean a lot to both of us in our respective lives. I'm, I'm pushing up my glasses, Kevin. I'm actually, uh, Godzilla is gray. Is that <laughs> true? Oh, well, no. There's like when people think in. Nicole Richie is white. This is a faux pas on my part. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I hope Godzilla doesn't cancel me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What about you, Matt? Go go ahead. Oh, well, what do we say about just Matt? Used to be a Baptist deacon. I am no longer a deacon, um, nor Baptist. So that's fitting. Um, It worked out real well. I now work inside a jail um, because that made sense. So, but yeah, no, and I just love nerdy pop culture and these two guys just kind of, we fell into this together where we were like, hey, we can talk about this stuff and come at it from a direction where the things that you find important in life and have meaning to you interact with everything you watch, do, um, and just kind of a fun way to talk about it. And then, um, yeah, and other than that, I mean, I'm just here to, I told JP, my goal tonight is just to to talk to the microphone and go wow all night long because you two are on it and um i can't oh well let me ask you this as someone who works in a in a jail uh but also as a purveyor of pop culture or a consumer of pop culture do you get bugged by shows that get it wrong like maybe orange is the new black or oz or the andy griffith show (laughs) such a such a great question and man does the andy griffith show get it wrong um (laughs) but they're uh, not even trying yeah i do i do find it was hilarious because i actually had that discussion with my wife um because we were watching a show and it had a scene with jail and it. She she was watching um, uh, New Amsterdam, a hospital show, and there's a scene that takes place inside a inside of a jail. And I'm like, okay, so parts of it they got, got right, and the rest is so wrong, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, I mean, like everything else, when you do it for in real life and then watch it in a show, how everything's so exaggerated drives me up the wall. So it's like I can't. I can't stand them. I can't watch it because I'm like, no, I work inside the jail and nine times out of 10, it's just really boring. Um, and, and the stuff that you see happening on TV, it's like, that's not the concerns inside the jail. It's, it's more the concern of, um, trying to make sure that, you know, everybody is safe and everybody's taken care of, but there's the issues that come up once in a while and have to be dealt with, but TV makes it look like it's just nonstop. Like, like you're constantly finding shivs and stuff. Yeah, like it's just, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I come home and I pull a few out of my ribs before right, I go to bed. Right, right. Yeah. You, you find yeah, the pie with the file in it and stuff. Wide swaths of free time on jail shows. That's what <laughs> right. I want to see. Right, just a lot of people watching TV and not having a choice what channel it's on. And if that's, yeah. not, and if that's not proof of hell, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, is it Bravo, the channel? <laughs> that's, that's the only channel we get in the jail. Cool. Uh, 
And then every once in a while, we type good Christian fun through, and that goes over well. So no, <laughs> no problem. Have you ever well, played an episode of our podcast in the jail and caused several riots? <laughs> um, no, I would use headphones for sure. Right. But no. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, sounds like we're missing a ministry opportunity here, fellas, yeah. but okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, my name is JP. Um, I'm the moderator, moderator of this year podcast. Um, which means I just ask questions. Um, and, uh, <laughs> my background is in filmmaking. I went to film school and uh, had a had a spell in the industry. Um, at the moment, I'm actually uh, gearing up to um, do some farming out here with the family. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. Some farming. <laughs> All what, farming? What? A lot of farming? <laughs> yeah, what's the correction? Oh, oh well, I'm it waiting. is... Well, it's it, it's not farming vegetables or produce, if that's what Matt is trying to get get at. Oh yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> well, recently there was some um, bills passed in Oklahoma to legalize marijuana. You're burning the patches, right, John? Oh, he's burning them already. I am. I am now. Uh, no. Are you well, changing well, the name of the podcast to Masters of Dubinity? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, now we are. Um, yeah, so I'm a future, let's just say a future uh, cannabis grower. That's great. You're going to be so rich. That, that is, I hope so. Then I could probably afford a soundboard. We should, I, JP, I feel like we should also mention just uh, that we all also grew up in very similar type of Christian background. We all grew up yeah. in some kind of quasi-fundamentalist, edging toward evangelical um baptist adjacent christianity okay and, right. yeah. and we've all kind of left that in our different ways <laughs> very different ways but we it, it's kind of why we yeah, it's kind of why we relate to you guys so much actually oh, that's cool. um so yeah matt and i went to a, a private christian school hey. and, chuck and, I, and chuck and i went to a private christian university which matt also went to but that's where we met chuck so we and, we um, we grew up in the bubble, hardcore. Yes, yes, very much so. And it yeah. sounds, and it sounds like based off of what I heard on your episode zero, your your Genesis episode, uh -huh. um, that we did so like a a little like about a decade earlier than you did. Because I I heard Kevin talking about the music he was familiar with. I was like, oh, that's the stuff I didn't listen to. Because I was like, Plank Eye, MXPX, uh, uh, you know, some some Starflyer, some 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 mid '90s Christian alternative rock. Um, and then, uh, I mean, then, and, 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 and some early 2000s of Christian emo, cause that was a thing. Mm -hmm. It's weird that whatever the time is that you experience, the new stuff is always going to, even when it's like 20 years old is always still new where it's right. like, when I think about like the fourth or day album, I'm like, oh yeah, the new one. It's like, <laughs> no dog, it came out in like 2003. Well, I um, was all in sync and plus one. So it didn't matter to me, whatever. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They are. They are. They are both boy band fans, and I am not. And it's been it's been one of the most trying aspects of our friendship for the past several years. Oh, I think you need to open your heart up, buddy. That's what I've been saying for years. Yeah, been telling you that for years. It's good I, now. Well, it here's I, I I do I do enjoy the pop music now. I I enjoy the Gaga and the Lady and the Katy Perry and all that kind of fun stuff. I uh, the new Jonas Brothers single that came out yesterday. I no. heard about that. I haven't oh, heard suckers. it. Suckers. Ooh, that's fun. Is it mm -hmm. fire? 
It's great. Yeah. And the music nice. video is very great. And they, they filmed it at the same spot that they did the movie The Favorite. Like the same palace. All right, all right, Nick. This is true. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's like a it was kind of a congealment of all the things I love right now. Um. So let's so let's sh- shift to you guys. I, I to I don't know I don't know if uh, you mind us kind of lifting a portion of of your podcast and asking you what your guestimonies are. Sure. Caroline, I know, you gotta yeah. sue their asses. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> trademark. <laughs> No, we have a case here. Shut the Skype down now. What are we going to take? JP's non-soundboard? <laughs> we could be weed farmers and make billions. Okay. We, we you can take Father Chuck's $18 collar. Okay. Okay. Long ago, we're going to court. Right, we can do testimonies. They might have changed now since the last time we gave them. Sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Uh, why, don't, why don't you start, Caroline? Okay. I cede the floor to you. Sure. Uh, I'm Caroline. I am the Hi, father Caroline. of 17 beautiful boys <laughs> that I love. Uh, big, sprawling house. A lot of acreage. Um, you're, you're father to a cat that's the equivalent of 17 <laughs> not-so-beautiful boys. <laughs> um, okay, so like you guys, I uh, grew up in Christian home. Um, I went to Christian school basically from like kindergarten all the way up through high school um kindergarten through second grade I went to a charter school in Michigan which I'm pretty sure was mostly Christians but wasn't anyway um and then third grade and fourth grade I went to like a little uh I think it might have been a Baptist school but it was also like a a small farm and they had animals everywhere (laughs) and uh the guy that ran it was a completed Jew if you will okay (laughs) My mom is oh. really excited about that because uh, she has, like, a little bit of Jew in her family. And anyway, so this guy, he looked like Santa Claus, and um, he was kind of scary. Anyway, so that was third and fourth grade. <laughs> and fascinating. Then, um, yeah, and then I went to a Christian school. I went to the Calvary Chapel Christian School. Um, I don't know what you call that denomination. It's, like, just evangelical, I guess. They're called chappies. Kind of chappies. <laughs> Yeah. Um it is the denomination is non-denominational evangelical. <laughs> okay. Probably, yeah. I don't white evangelical like Yeah, basically. <laughs> um and that was in uh inland southern California, so like the desert area, which is pretty conservative part of California actually. Um yeah, and so I I've like been a believer since I can remember and uh like you remember doing my first, you know, salvation prayer of many with my mom, I think when I was like four in the van. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It was in the van. sweet memory. Um, yeah. And like have always kind of had a connection to that and that's come and gone. And um, high school was like uh, an intense time for my faith and I was really trying to do the right stuff, but I always kind of had this like inferiority complex that I wasn't getting it or doing it right. Um which kind of carried into college and then sort of post-college uh, is when I met Kevin and my husband and kind of all the friends that I have now through this um, other church called Reality LA that was based out of Hollywood. Uh, and Reality LA, I think, is also like a non-evangelical white each and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, but with like a very hidden, deeply Calvinist, like conservative background mm. to that's how they get you that's how they get you they look so cool uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> kevin's waving his hand like eh. uh 
But I uh, actually really loved that time, and that was kind of like a, a great section for me, too, because it was kind of like I really got to choose it, and I didn't have to show up if I didn't want to, and I wanted to because I just really loved the friends that I got there. I think I've always... Um, I've always had like trickiness with certain parts of Christianity. And I think for the most of my life, I just assumed I wasn't getting it rather than like maybe the stuff I was being served wasn't very good or um, wasn't very helpful. And so a lot of like uh, a lot of my faith or my like relationship with God is positive and is uh, like a being that's been there for me. But a lot of it's been like a very anxious relationship of like, what am I doing? Am I getting it right? And no matter what I say, I'm thinking of like the counterpoint to that thing that I should be saying. And um, anyway, so uh, then when we, we started this podcast, uh, it was kind of like one of the first times I really felt full license to uh, say, fuck that. <laughs> or like to really <laughs> be like, I don't, uh, I don't want to believe this, or maybe this isn't valuable or, or helpful or even correct. And, um, and like recognizing some of the harm that the church has done to me and, and done to other people and being able to now like reorient what I want to believe rather than like what I should. And, um, so I don't know, I'm in like a weird spot now of kind of like having a little distance from the church and distance from faith and God kind of knowing I'm going to come back, but also like, I want to come back willingly instead of by fear or like force. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's interesting. I I I I, uh, I got to say, Carolyn, I I kind of deeply relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I haven't been to. I actually haven't been to church in a long time. I actually last time I went to church, I was I went to Father Chuck's church. Yeah. Uh, when I was uh, still living in Florida. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I definitely feel that, and I I definitely feel like um, people don't. I think there's 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 some value in that stepping away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think Chuck, you told me once that mother Teresa even once said that like, she didn't hear God's voice for like a decade or something. Right. Like, yeah. Something like the last 15 years of her life, whatever in her journal, she talked about how she just did not feel the presence of God on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I think, I just think there's some value in that. I think there is some, and also not, not just because for some like personal reasons, but also like just the way. The church in our country is is structured and the way things are done it's like it's not it's not most flexible sometimes yeah (laughs) yeah and it's it's been um i think the thing that's been nice about doing the show we've done together is like as i voice these little things here and there there have been people who agree or say like hey i've been feeling that way too and it makes me feel less alone and and it's nice to just like reading other sort of like i don't know progressive loosey-goosey christians out there who have like kind of paved a path so i don't feel like uh i'm totally working this out on my own or i have no idea like where this goes next so yeah Very good. Well, Kevin, would you uh, like to go? Ditto. Next. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was it and I refused to talk anymore? I would just go with it and I would apologize somehow. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry, sorry, Kevin. Gosh, sorry. It's too pressing. It's too too vulnerable. Well, we, we do actually, you know, we do have a lot of overlap with our stories. Um in the sense of, of growing up in, I think, politically conservative households as well as just mm-hmm. um, evangelical Christianity. Uh, 
And I never felt like I really owned faith for myself until I came out here to Los Angeles 10 years ago. So back in like 2009. And then, and then that was the first time I felt like I kind of belonged, belonged to a church in the way that we used to talk about belonging to a church. Cause I had kind of like dabbled and kind of ambled through and had friend groups and youth groups and done Christian art and things like that. And especially growing up Christian entertainment because of what I was doing and like theater or doing like these <laughs> egregious human videos, which are like half lip sync battle, half uh, interpretive liturgical dance that you would do <laughs> in like inner cities while, you know, marginalized communities would just kind of stare at you <laughs> <laughs> while you did like a light tap dance to John 316 uh, by Jackie Velasquez. But, grow- but growing oh, up, that Christian art, yeah, exactly. That, that, um, that Christian the contemporary Christian music did represent a lot of my reference for like what is art and it represent a lot of like the raw materials for, okay, like, what does this mean? Here's how you make something. And like, that was just what was in front of us because uh, my parents were never like puritanical about most media consumption stuff, but it was just what was in front of us. So, so it was the prism through which I saw art and music to the point where I'm like, Oh, wow. Eddie Vedder sounds like Mac Powell when it's like, no, it's quite the other way around. Um, yeah, but uh, coming out here in 2009, that's when I first started owning it and working at a church. And kind of when I look back on it now, it feels pretty clear the sense of um, social survival I had because I didn't have anything that I was really pursuing hardcore in Los Angeles from like. I, gosh, I guess years 2009 through 2014 or 15, if you want to put it like that. So for me, a lot of it was like, well, I like the community. And part of being a part of that community was subscribing to the tenets of faith that would let everybody still not hate me for X, Y, and Z reasons. Uh, and I had like very troubled times and I kind of felt like a problem child, even in my own community group or men's group for a lot of that stuff. And a lot of it was just... Um, me bumping up against what I thought I was supposed to be and who I actually was in the sense of the expectations versus the realities of what it means to be a Christian in the 21st century. So for me, it was like a lot of what Caroline was saying, where it's like, well, I guess I'm just kind of stupid and I'm not getting it. And uh, clearly nothing else is the problem here. I'm the problem. And, you know, going to all sorts of like therapy and asking for prayer and stuff. And I still love my therapist, but, um, but asking for prayer and kind of like trying to fix the thing in me rather than like holistically looking at the things that always bugged me that were easily written off within a theological context of like, well, of course you're going to bump up against that. Like, the wisdom of the world is folly to the Christian and vice versa, blah, blah, blah. So it's like there's really nice built-in things for all the doubts that you would encounter in in uh, that journey because it's like, well, of course you feel like that. And like, oh, of course you have this desert season where you kind of go off wondering like a fool and then you come back like a boomerang into the sweet bosom of Christ. But for me, that wandering period was like, like we would do this thing in our community group 
in the community group that Caroline and I were in where we would do like share your story, like <laughs> basically what the testimony is, but with people yeah. in the community group mm-hmm. and they never asked me to share, but I was always um, ready to say no if they ever did, because I always felt like I was in the second act of whatever the thing was where it's like there's so, there were such clear arcs to everyone that went before me where it's like I was like this and then I felt this and then I came back to this and I was changed and clear like you know Joseph Campbell stuff but for me I was always like oh, I think I'm kind of in the middle of it still and I don't know we'll see about tomorrow uh, and that was just my life for like gosh six seven eight years and doing the podcast well I think doing the podcast I did before made it so I had to it was the first time I had to like speak publicly to more than three people at a time uh okay. on a regular basis so it was it was clarifying and that's like well say what you mean to me what you say and don't say something half-hearted or half-assed and be willing to educate yourself and shut up about the things that you don't know what you're talking about so through that process I think the things that felt um morally like intrinsically on a bone level untenable about the christianity that i was given being raised uh became clear to me and it actually became safe to express not even publicly but just privately because i was used to talking publicly so mm-hmm. through that then the you know the kind of the proliferation of voices uh you know like what you guys are doing and and like other podcasts like before there was good christian fun before the almighty good christian before times yeah bc (laughs) bgc actual bc not the cbe crap yeah exactly um (laughs) and then i kind of felt safer and uh like i wasn't going to threaten everything and risk everything and my social standing or my eternal salvation and burning in hell but i was like you know what i think this gay stuff sucks in the bible i think it's stupid i don't like it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deal with it anymore in the way that i've been dealing with it before which was either apathy or you know more apathy so uh yeah i feel like it's uh i forget what that process is called in chemistry where the thing that becomes studied changes by the fact that it's being studied uh some law for the wrong guy i don't know yeah but it's probably some bullshit breaking bad i heard yeah it's called osmosis no it's not osmosis it's called Uh, in that doing the podcast was helpful and clarifying to come to a place where even just having caroline by my side where it's like we're okay and we're safe being able to um throw these things out keep these things and still feel valuable and loved because that's the thing is like some of this stuff it feels like if you don't believe it then maybe you're not valuable because Mm -hmm. uh, your value gets so tied into the the social contract and fabric of like what it means to belong to a church and then what it means to believe those things so then i've since then i've become very um confident and casual being a tourist sometimes or being a consumer with certain social spaces and with certain friends where if i have a friend that doesn't affirm gay people i I'm not going to cancel them, uh, I, but I, I, I feel safer being friends with them than even that I did before because I feel confident, like, here's what I believe, and I do think you're wrong, but it, it doesn't have to threaten uh, our relationship together. And then conversely, I feel like I've been able to open myself to a lot more 
possibility and love and relationship and grace as it's more broadly defined by honestly more people on earth right now uh so right now i feel okay i still don't know if like uh god's real (laughs) i feel okay with where i'm at where it's like i don't know and and i hope he is and many sometimes i pray to him and i'm like i hope you're real if you're not that sucks but if you are uh and i feel okay being like that and not having like ironclad answers all the time so overall i just feel okay in the in the positive sense of the word not the mediocre sense of the word but it's just like finally for the first time in a long time i'm like i feel okay i feel everything's fine you know And that's, and I gotta say, that's what I love most. I mean, I love everything about your guys' podcast. It's hilarious. Um, It cracks me up on my way to go to jail. um, And that's hard to do. And it it cheers me up on my way home from jail. And that's even harder to do. Um, But, but I love about the, especially the guestimony segment is, is just the open, honest discussion that takes place when you remove all the the negative stigmas that tend to surround a church setting and people are like you have to talk about it a certain way you can talk about it but you have to talk about it this way and when you remove that the the honest discussion that takes place on on your podcast with the guests that you have and the two of you and how open you are about what you believe and um what you're not sure and what you are sure and and i just i love hearing that discussion take place and to me that's what church was supposed to be and what I feel like it isn't a lot of times is a place where we're, we're in this figuring it out together. So we have to be willing to talk about anything, willing to approach it from any angle, and willing to be forgiving of the person next to me who may not see it the same way. Um, when in, in America, especially Western culture, churches become a place that it's like, well, you see it our way or you can go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely something that that I, I've run into a lot in my personal life that, that's led me down many different, many different roads is just you run into those people that it's like, if you want to talk this, uh, this way, then we'll talk to you. But if you cross a line, then you're out. We don't want to hear it. We'll have nothing to do with you. And I'm like, then, then how are we actually interacting with this world we live in if you're not willing to even talk? Um, and I love hearing the discussion that takes place on your podcast when it's just free to be you know, it's just free. Say, say whatever you're going to say. We'll disagree. We'll tell you if we think you're wrong, but you can say it and it's okay. Um, and that discussion that takes place around that is always incredible. Yeah. That's always my favorite part too. And it's incredible. Like the things that people will say when I've like removed the agenda of like trying to save them or like, (laughs) or like correct them even. And just my only agenda is like curiosity and, and letting them share what they've had. And cause a lot of time with people that come on, I can tell that they're trying to, to like not say things out of respect for us as Christians that like, they don't want to offend us or they don't want to start a fight or something understandably. And, uh, it's nice to like, and I think we're only able to do that too because we're maybe not a church or we're not uh, like we're not unified around any sort of like belief beyond uh, hey your experience is valuable or whatever or we're just interested in it. Um, 
So yeah, it, it's my favorite part too because I one I'm just a gossip nosy person and I want to know how people <laughs> live <laughs> and where they come from. But like, do it's I I I always feel like blown away and very grateful by what people will share about their lives because re- religion is like difficult and wonderful and sometimes traumatic and um, it's always cool to get a better understanding of what the world is like for other people. And I think oddly, there's this uh, strange feeling that it's actually more safe the more public it is. It's almost like if you and your friend were having a discussion, you're less likely to be rude or ugly to them if it's in a group of people than it (laughs) is one-on-one. So the kind of group of people that is like the relationship between us talking in the room and the audience creates this like really cool safety where we can have intimacy where we are, where it is like a two-on-one discussion, but still – the audience is like the safety net of like, don't worry, we're not going to be jerks because then people won't like us anymore. (laughs) So of course we're not going to try any shenanigans or anything like that. So that's something that um, I think is really hard to recreate in real, like off mic, non-podcast life. It's like a Mm -hmm. strange circumstance. It's It's artifice by nature. So it's cool to have found a uh, to be able to create a space in which that can happen and everyone feels safe and okay about yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean that makes sense because I won't even talk to these two unless we're recording. So. That's true. Oh, it's terrifying. You haven't had an off mic discussion since 2017. Yeah, it was kind of like dead silence in this room up until you guys plugged in. That's right. <laughs> there was uh, something you were saying, uh, Caroline, about that that sense of removing all of the lack of a better word, all the bullshit that kind of comes with um, church stuff that surrounds uh, conversations with people that allows them to get honest. I just uh, yesterday I was in, I was teaching a class and one of my students um, asked me, you know, as a as a priest, he's like, well, you know, how do you how do you interact with somebody who doesn't know, like, if they believe in God or not? Like, what do you like, you know, where do you how have you know, what, what are your thoughts on that or whatever? Yeah. And it just brought me back to this place. And I was telling the story that this kid and just you talk about this movie, think of it. Um, I used to do door-to-door evangelism every Wednesday of my teenage years because that's really yeah. Soul Patrol, baby. Soul Patrol. <laughs> you and, and Taylor uh, Hicks. <laughs> seriously, we would seriously every Wednesday right after school, I'd get on a bus and we would go uh, like in pairs. They'd drop us off at the head of like blocks in my neighborhood. I grew up in a, I grew up in Pine Hills. Uh, it was a neighborhood outside of Orlando that everyone um, who lives there calls it Crime Hill. So like. Just now on this side of it as a pastor, I'm just trying to imagine like the insurance like nightmare <laughs> that this had to have been. Oh, but, sure. I'm but, still impressed that like, you know, years removed and like disagreeing with the practice of that. I'm still so impressed you <laughs> did that every week because that's so never, terrifying to me. Yeah, like four or five, like, I say it's like four uh, or five years of doing this on a daily basis. Well, but here's the best part about this, this one story. And it's when it changed, so much of it changed for me was um, I had I had gone through years of like of, of trainings. I'd been taught like the script on how to like it, it, it was it, it was it was door to door sales is really what it was, right? Yeah, you had, like how to answer every question and like right. swat away problems. Yeah. So I knock on this door and this guy answers and I and I and I open up my my opening question. If you were to die today, are you a hundred percent sure if you would go to heaven or not? <laughs> and this guy, he just goes, Well I'm an atheist. And I had nothing to say. And at that moment, I, I said that to him. I just, I, I, just, I get real honest. I said, well, I, I guess I have nothing to say to you. And then suddenly we just had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he was, we just kind of got to talking and he was talking about some of the struggles and stuff that going on in his life and just different things that he's dealing with. And, and that's when I, it dawned on me that in my, all my years of doing that, 
nine times out of ten, I met other Christians. And they, you know, because the people who had opened the door, you know, were already kind of sort of on board. They kind of knew what I was about, right? right. And so if, if some people tried to fight with me or whatever, like, you know, like verbal arguments or whatever. But this guy, like, we just had this really awesome conversation. And that's when I realized this approach doesn't work. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And the best thing in this is just to listen to this person and where they're coming from rather than constantly having the counter argument in the back of my mind. It's like, I'm going to best you in some kind of logical thing. Because uh, first of all, if this is this life changing ex experience that we're trying to get people on board with this encounter with Jesus is going to drastically change their life. I don't think that like craftily worded rhetoric is what's going to make that happen. <laughs> right. Well, not, I mean, it's like being a pickup artist. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 for one, got mind-freaked into being a Christian, so <laughs> defies that. Well, Pastor well, Chris you know. Angel. Yeah. Pastor Chris, he was very effective in his methods. Trust him with anything. <laughs> Hovering over the Luxor, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm just, I'm just picturing Chris Angel now pulling off a resurrection routine. Because we know he can do it. So. I think he's done one. I don't know. So powerful. Yeah, yeah. Powerful I, moment. I'm just thinking of the number of pastors, like youth pastors that I've seen out there that look like Chris Angel. <laughs> well, as the long as we priest. all keep in mind that Christ was the true and perfect mind freak to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> he walked on water, so Chris <laughs> would run on water. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you guys, uh, how did you two, how did you guys meet? Choich, baby. We met at Reality LA six years ago. It was September 2013. I remember right. it like it was yesterday. It might have been August, but it was, yeah, it was fall 2013. And uh, we quickly started hanging out and just like hanging out our groups and sometimes like going to comedy shows together before uh, either of us were performing comedy on any level yeah, or, at Kevin all. Kevin was a big uh, UCB fan is a okay. big UCB fan but yeah, yeah at the time you were going to a lot of shows like probably two or three times a week at least wow. um and you were always like generously inviting people along and I didn't really know anything about that that scene um and so yeah I feel like that's where I started hanging out with you the most because you'd have to wait in line for like a good half hour how old were you at the there. time 21 I was 23 you're 24 oh yeah. i keep thinking you're younger no, than 23 me. i was 23 yeah. and, two, and 2013 yeah but the so the group we met in was like a smaller bible study because reality is like so spread out there's you know in la is just a huge city they would do things like by neighborhood and so we were like one of the pasadena bible study groups that met together just out of like convenience led by a uh, mysterious <laughs> Solemn, quiet, shy, but alluring Long type of sideburns, like like a mutton chops for days, loose shorts, kind of. Uh, uh, and I fell in love with him. Little right unknown soldier <laughs> in the making named no. Nathaniel Lee. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And it, date my first night. Um, do you remember? Did you have like a first impression of me, Kevin? Do you remember? Well, my first impression of you was tied up with your friend and roommate at the time that we're still friends with. So for for me, I thought of you two as like a pair. Ah, okay. And you were not distinct at all to me. I'm that just, makes sense. <laughs> you had no personality to speak of. You're just a two. pee in a pot. Yeah. Oh, hey, girl number two, you want to get coffee? Uh, no, I thought. Well, my first. I think I've told you this. My first impression of you was um 
Well, there was that one birthday trip where we all went up to Malibu. Right. And you and I carpooled together. Yeah. Well, we had known each other for a while before then. That was November. So it was like two months. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, that's my first memory of, of us hanging out was that. Oh, okay. That, and then I have this real distinct memory of us talking about the Wolf of Wall Street after the Christmas break. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I thought it was bad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that movie. It's so fitting that that's the movie that, like, united us as friends. It's Wolf of Wall <laughs> Street. The movie I've ever seen in my life. Did you, and you watched it with your family, right? <laughs> no, oh, I, no. Oh, my God. I, I watched it almost just as bad with, like, my two best friends who oh. were still, like, you know, pretty... Yeah, pretty G, yep. Uh, yep. G rated as best people. <laughs> they were, like they, one of them I later found out like considered leaving early, but didn't want to be a dork about it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah, actually but, pretty similar to how Matt and I met the first time we hung out. We were in high school. I had come, I had come from this public school in Orlando, and just started going to this you know Christian school with Matt. And the first time we hung out, we invited a bunch of our friends who were very G rated, and we watched. I showed them all Fight Club. Oh my god! <laughs> Which was uh, like a huge mistake, yes. and everyone, everyone, everyone left but Matt. Oh man! J- JP huh? destroyed my faith that night. Or that when everyone left, Matt stayed. Stayed. He stayed, and then we watched Silence of the Lambs. It was a great night. Oh, a double feature. <laughs> yes, but when Silence of the Lambs is the tame one to put you to sleep at night, you know he messed me up with Fight Club when we were <laughs> Although, oddly, I have more memory of Silence of the Lambs being spookier and more disturbing than Fight Club. Oh, no. Nowadays, I 100% agree with you, but we are slightly older than you, so I was slightly younger when I saw Fight Club, and it messed me up. I was like, what did this guy bring me here to watch? (laughs) Um, I didn't leave because I was scared, and I thought the doors were locked, and that he would chase me down anyway, but that's a different story, so... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I would have. You're a pawn in the scheme of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest fear was not looking like Brad Pitt shirtless. <laughs> well, well, that's good. So you guys, you, you met in church, and then you started going to UCB together. Is that is that kind of how you guys yeah, kind of developed? I w- we weren't like in the shows. We just kind of started doing that, and then we hung out. And I mean, all the while we're doing these weekly, you know, Bible study meetings, which usually turned into like dinner or tacos or beers afterwards or something like that so saw each other pretty often on top of whatever and uh yeah we came became fast friends and then and... we drifted apart for years <laughs> only to be reunited for money uh yeah <laughs> no it's kevin's always a friend that's made me laugh a lot and i like to think i've made you laugh too yeah i mean <laughs> yeah sorry when i go high with that. no that was in no i've told you that yeah. I, I remember the first christmas card i wrote you that's that's the only thing i remember saying is i think you're funny oh that's nice yeah yeah but we were like a little pack with the, uh, our group of pals who we still hang out with you can say squad goals if you want to i don't <laughs> and two it became this thing of like of all those people a lot of them moved away a lot of them got married and sequestered off or a lot of them just kind of moved to different parts of town and it kind of became a survivor situation where out out of that time there's really only like 
four of us that consistently hang out at all anymore. So everyone kind of drifted away. And and I remember having this conversation before we even started the podcast, like maybe a year or two before, where it's like, I think I only need five friends. And uh, it was Nathan and Caroline and someone else in the car. And I'm like, I think it's like you three and maybe like one other person. I think I'm good. <laughs> so I got intense about it in an explicit way of like, this is all it is, right? And we're like, yeah. New friends. Um, so is that, uh, so how, how did, how did the genesis of, of, uh, the podcast come about? Is this is something that just kind of naturally happened between the two of you? Just like one day just picked up a microphone and it just happened or is it, uh. Yeah, we both stumbled into a microphone. What <laughs> <laughs> are these what? words coming out of my mouth? Oh, well, we need to talk hey, if, it, if it works for Maisel, it's good enough for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> both got Same. blind drunk and showed our boobs at <laughs> New York City. Um, well, for all this, too, Kevin um, did a podcast called Gilmore Guys that was, right. like, I'll, I can say it, wildly successful, truly. Um and, I've never heard of it. I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. And uh, I don't know her. that was like a three, three year run. Um, 20, 2000, it was 2014 to 2017. Yeah, with Demi Dijuibe. And, and uh, I regret this, but I think I made fun of you a lot about that podcast. So later you told me her. <laughs> feelings and i felt really bad because i really <laughs> did admire the, the work you did and was kind of jealous of it on some level too. oh yeah for most of the run of that show i thought you thought it was a joke <laughs> until like maybe like the last month where we were playing the no or something. but yeah most of the time my memory is like well caroline thinks i'm a joke oh that's such a shame <laughs> yeah i don't think that now uh, i don't I, for the most part don't think that now uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was pretty cool, and I, and I think like all of us as your friends too were just like kind of amazed to watch you like rocket off on this like WB show about, about a mom and a daughter that I had watched like a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing, and then uh, you guys wrapped that up. And then maybe you take it from here. And then I got podcast in blue balls, baby. I need <laughs> my voice out in the world God. again. No, I, it was a thing of like, it felt strange to not have that. It was nice to take a break from having to talk. But it, it became like this weird itch that I needed to scratch. And um, of like, well, I guess I'll start another show. And, and it was nice because at the time, too, it felt a, a lot like the way Gilmer was started, where it's like, eh, we'll see, who cares, this will be fun. Right. And, and at the time, it wasn't like, and then we're going to, like, go on tour and make millions, uh, although we wouldn't mind doing either of those things. Uh, <laughs> but but was like, let's do it because it's fun, and I pitched it to Caroline. Uh, I cornered her uh, during a group hang in a crowded room and said, like, do you want to host this? Because I've been, I've been talking around the idea because... It was just something where I'd not heard that sort of like I want someone to talk about Carmen. <laughs> like, <laughs> so why is no one doing that? So I figured if I wanted, then maybe someone else would. So, so that was kind of the genesis of the idea. And Caroline and I had such a natural chemistry already in our conversations that it felt like a good fit um, to uh, monetize that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we had a great osmosis, if you will. Oh, a great osmosis. There was a photosynthesis of bits and jokes. 
Um, but yeah, and it was, <laughs> I kind of put her through the ringer of the process though. It was like I was, you know, selecting, the, it was like I was Lauren Michaels casting the new featured player on SNL because there was a bit of an audition process and we did record something that we recorded a couple of things that we never put out. Because, you know, like when it's your friends, you just love your friends so much and you're like, well, I think you're hilarious. Doesn't mean I'm like super wrong and just up my own butt about it because everyone thinks their friends are funny. Everyone thinks their mom dad is funny or whatever the case I, is. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how our podcast started. So, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I wasn't sure if the wor- if the nations would concur, but sure. they did um, pretty easily. And, and I was uh, very happy to see me. that everyone uh, saw in Caroline what I saw in her as uh, valuable and wonderful. So then uh, we started back at the end of 2017, fall 2017. And have been doing it ever since. But that, yeah, that was the that was the basics of it. It was, okay. it was, uh, it was. I, I enjoyed that it was organic, and it came out of conversations that were already naturally ha- uh, happening in our friendship. Yeah, but it was okay. a little. Uh, it was a little scary too, at least on my end too, because I, I knew uh, one that like just by nature of you being who you are, like there wasn't going to be a period where we had, you know, only two listeners and I could get all of my like accidental racial comments out or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like no one would uh, have a beef with me. Um, and so I just was like aware that uh, it would be, um, yeah, like some exposure that I maybe wasn't ready for. And two, that we'd be talking about religion, which as we talked about, I was like already shaky enough. And I was like, I need to go get a, masters in divinity so i know what i'm talking about and people won't give me shit all the time about like getting wrong apostle listed or something um and so yeah we like talked about it for a while and i i was like really concerned with making sure we knew like what the point of the show was or what we were trying to do with the faith stuff we wrote up a manifesto we did yeah (laughs) yeah she made me memorize it and recite it (laughs) Before on we start, bloody knees, an like article four glass. states that we shall not convert nor condemn. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we were just—it was important to me and both of us too to figure out, like, yeah, what are we trying to do? We're not preaching, but we're not angry, but also we have opinions. How do we how do we manage that tightrope walk without like being mm-hmm. kind to people um, or like burning the bridges of the faith or the friendships that we have that we love and want to keep. And so I think we've kind of struck the balance at this point. Yeah. I, I kind of feel that too. I, that's definitely something that we try to focus on. I, I know uh, we talk a lot about, there are times when we kind of get critical of, of things happening and, and we always sort of preface it by saying like, we're not trying to be bitter. We're just saying like, we just have opinions on these things and we we're, we're learning from them. Yeah. Um, and, um, um, I'm blanking. Sorry. I had like, I had like three fingers of crown Royale. So I'm a little... <laughs> hey, us too. It's a recording ritual. Well, I think that's a good point you make because I think, especially in 2019 and this might be a personal sensibility, but I feel like it's, it's shared culturally too. Cause yeah. I'm just a whim. I'm a leaf on the cultural winds of change. But I feel like anger that isn't useful doesn't age well. Now, it's different from like a righteous anger or useful anger or hating things that are like 
truly bad or evil, but anger that's just like for anger's sake or or doesn't have like a like a even like a softness or a sincerity to a point of like kindness and goodness. Mm-hmm. I feel like you look back on it, it's like, well, that's just like a mad guy. That's just like yeah, a mad person. That like yeah. process to the compassion or forgiveness yet. Yeah. So it was just like angry because like I feel smart or something like that. And I feel like there have been points where I've expressed that kind of anger on the show and I like kind of regret it later and it's always like mm. a good reminder in the back of my head of like okay like you don't have to be that um that harsh or like it's not wimpy to like also try to see it from a church's point of view and what they're trying to do and like be fair on some level while still saying like hey it's not cool to treat people this way nice um so do you ever have trouble like describing the podcast to people like when you're not recording like when people ask you like what your podcast is about or Yes. Maybe when you were pitching it at first, right, we were just kind of like kind of grappling with uh, it's, it's a Christian podcast, but it's not a Christian podcast. It's a. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a horrifying dance I have to do every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I when I uh, I like got a new job in the middle of this show, uh, like last year, and uh, I was like, oh, I should bring up that I do a podcast like that's a little feather in my cap. Like she's she's got something going on or something and right, then quickly yeah. realized mistake of like now i have to like in a workplace setting like describe my nasty (laughs) podcast that's like seems christian but is like i say horrible things about my husband's dong on it like (laughs) guys look this up and listen to it so like how do i be both vague while bragging um and whenever carol to me i always threaten to email the podcast all our coworkers. (laughs) yeah and it's like don't do it keep pushing girl see what happens yeah also, it was difficult to describe it to my family, too. I don't know if you guys had that with your show at all, but I still have family members that are pretty, like, pretty conservative, you know, in the church. And, like, uh, I think at first they were really hopeful that it was, like, a <laughs> like a work for the kingdom kind of podcast. And well, then my, I had to tell yeah, them well, it wasn't. My, fa- my family's super conservative, but luckily they won't listen to me anyway. So it's not really a concern. So I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My yeah. mom doesn't know how to work the podcast app anyway, so I don't. Oh, bless her! <laughs> yeah, she never does. <laughs> you can always take you can always take a you know the the, the tack from uh, from a lot of those uh, Christian bands that have tried to go mainstream, and they say you know we're not a Christian <laughs> band, we're Christians in a band, right? Like it's not a Christian <laughs> podcast. We're Christians <laughs> in a podcast. And um, we do talk about Christ every episode, right. but it is. Different. I will say uh, though, in in favor of my family, they all like surprised me by how accepting and kind they were and uh, didn't raise an eyebrow and they were really cool. I have not spoken to my mother or father in three years. That's not true. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, oh no, we're going to go like, there. Well, yeah, there's the awkward ending to the podcast. Farewell, so. <laughs> <laughs> <No>, masters. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to, I want to, I just want to geek out a little bit about your podcast, if that's okay. Words of affirmation are our love language. I think, right? Kevin's um, rubbing his nipple already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need the new cats. Go on. Um, so let me ask you right now, what are the strongest contenders at this moment for best and worst Christian uh, songs? Oh, I thought you were going to say just... Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that too. Asked, we can yeah. go there. <laughs> where, where does Osteen rank? That's what I want to do. <laughs> so, um, yes. 
Well, we we recently did pick a a good song, and I do think it is the the best one yeah. that I've ever heard, and it's Shackles. By Shackles Mary by Mary Mary, Mary is uh, king. Okay, it's queen. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I thought I thought I didn't like that song until I listened to your episode again and realized I was singing along every time you played a clip yeah. of it. <laughs> it's in there, and it's good, and the messaging is great. I love it. Yeah, I would be hard-pressed to find the human that doesn't respond to that song in some positive way. Mm-hmm. As far as the worst songs go, the problem is... All the rest like, of them? Well, we listen to them, and then, like, we listen to them for so long, we we develop this, like, Stockholm-y affection for them. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so Big M kind of is great after a certain point. We love that song. Uh, yeah, we love that song now. So it's like, well, this sucks. Cartoons rocks now. Yeah. So worst is really hard. Like I feel like whatever the worst song is in our hearts right now is like whatever is the last worst song that we heard. Which I guess on uh, as of recording this right now is the Unknown Soldier by David Michi. Uh, yeah. A tale of a young little boy <laughs> that gets bullied at college and he's actually a soldier for the Lord by That's praying right. yeah. for his. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, at home. I mean, I'll I'll say though I do still feel. Uh, my skin fall off every time we listen to a car band song. Yeah, so, so it's like champion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or America again. Oh, There's any of them. America oh. again. I, yeah, those I, I really think are the worst because they, they are uh disgusting. <laughs> I just I just want to say his song about meeting a witch or something like changed my life. And then a witch sent me an Evite on my Google account. I saw Dungeons and Dragons in the corner. <laughs> He's organized. I RSVP'd very promptly. <laughs> and I gotta share. I gotta share to, to because you mentioned the cartoon song by by Chris Rice. Yeah. And I gotta share just to give you an idea of how I grew up. I have a very distinct mem- memory of being dressed as the Chick Fil A cow, dancing in front of a giant amphitheater full of people to oh, that yeah. song while Chris Rice sang it. And then, going back, and then going backstage to meet the newsboys dressed oh as the Chris, as the Chick Fil A cow, and getting all their signatures. So, Wait, did you so, take the cow mask oh, off you when you met touring? Peter Furler and whatnot? Yeah. Oh no, because what I told people, people are like, "Yeah, but you're the cow." And what I would tell them is, "Yeah, but they wouldn't remember me, but they'll remember the cow." <laughs> oh my god! That's a fair point. This is incredible. <laughs> So that gives you an idea of my background, just to kind of backtrack there. And yeah, no, I feel like I really, yeah, that kind of put everything in focus as far as you're concerned. Yeah, damn, you guys were. <laughs> I got you. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I was in it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing I kind of noticed is that we actually have a couple of episodes that overlap, like, very specifically. Yes. In a divinely ordained way. They yeah, like we yeah. both we both did we both covered a thief of the night on Halloween this past year. Yeah, that was weird. Work of Satan, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that movie probably. I think I think JP, you're helping build their case against our lot their lawsuit against us is what I think is happening. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that is well, it does feel like you've ripped off from. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, as far, I, that, as far as what we thought about the movie, I will say that Father Chuck has a new life goal to, to turn himself into Pastor Dwayne. Oh, totally. And I keep telling him that if he added a couple inches to his shorts, he would make me feel more comfortable sitting close to him. Like, <laughs> is that the redhead guy in that <laughs> yeah. movie? Yes, oh, yeah. that is the, the, 
creepy pastor who he's a pastor he gives a speech yeah while the pastor at town leaning back on one elbow with his knee right. up <laughs> yeah it's like burt reynolds pose while he's trying to like <laughs> say the good Fred word of the oh, lord i kind of like Fred eagle talking to patty so <laughs> What was the name of their band? The Fish Market Combo? Is that what the, the... Yeah, yes, it was? Yes. The Fish Market Combo. Wow. Gosh. Classic. Are you, so, do you guys have plans to uh, 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 talk about the other installments of the Thief in the Night saga? Oh, gosh. I know there's more. I heard that was the only one that was even kind of watchable, though. So. Yeah, and I felt like my brain was melting when I watched that. <laughs> I mean, as, as a connoisseur who grew up with these movies. Right. Um, I will say that the, the sequels have more production value. Oh. Then we're in. <laughs> and I will also say that with that production value, they are even that much more awful. <laughs> so I will, that's the, just the, my the, opinion. The, okay. the sequel to, to Thief of the Night, A Distant, uh, Distant Thunder, is that a sequel, right? Yeah, A Distant Thunder, yes. It's actually, it's it's incredible. Like, they just, they, they go all out. Patty is, I don't, she must have taken, like, gotten, like, an acting coach or something. Really? The runner? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The runner. The Lola. They, I mean, like, got... like, oh, I don't know if we'll cover it. Cut to like four years from now, and we've like <laughs> we're on scraping the of bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Welcome to episode 422 of GCF. Tonight, we're doing uh, the second friggin' Thief in the Night sequel. Again, just to see if we missed anything the first time. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Oh, that's great. Uh, we also did. Um, we we have a kind of a special event we do uh, every May called Music Mayhem, where each of us kind of pick an album and we talk about it. It could be a Christian album, or it could be a popular album. Um, last year, Matt chose DC Talks uh, Supernatural, oh, yeah. which was which was the only Christian album we ever did, and I picked it because it was the first CD I ever owned, which oh, they yeah. made, which they spent about two hours making fun of me for. But that's okay. Well. <laughs> What what I liked is that it gave us an opportunity to talk about the 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 vastly superior Jesus Freak album a little bit. Yeah. Oh, those two are kind of pieces odd with each other. Yeah. He's currently high roading me in the world of Christian music, which is mm-hmm. kind of like high roading me while also being five years behind anything that's re- relevant or matters. So. I'm not really sure how I feel about this right now. But. Actually, there's a, another bad music product that's superior. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I own I own Jesus Freak on vinyl. Wow. <laughs> they oh. recently released it in vinyl, didn't they? They did. Yeah, it's uh, what 25th anniversary. You know, I mean, guys, I'll be honest, and we, you know, I love kidding around. I love joking and laughing and making goose. I was legitimately bummed out when I realized they just weird out smells like teen spirit for Jesus freak. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it's just a, an overlay. There's no difference mm-hmm. whatsoever. That, that drum kick that starts that song is identical. Yes. Completely stolen. Yeah. Oh, I trusted those guys. Smells like Holy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're we're not we, we don't have UCB bona fides. Like we're not trading in <laughs> yeah, You guys so, are easy laughs. We're easy. Like, that's what I'm oh, you guys are great. I'm so um, thank you. What are you- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a question. I, I'm curious about this. You kind of mentioned it like earlier in the podcast. Do you have any plans to cover like any any books, any like Christian evangelical books, like 
your 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 wild at hearts, your uh, I kiss dating goodbyes. Yeah, like we talked about that, and we'd always sort of planned on doing it, but when it comes to actually <laughs> executing that, it's sort of difficult because books. Nobody wants to read them. Time. Yeah, and like, what guest are we gonna get who will like read all of Redeeming Love or whatever for our one-hour show? So right now, our current model is gonna be we read the books, just me and Caroline, and our guest is the author, and we confront them on why they wrote it. <laughs> oh well, when you guys get Josh Harris, uh, we'll, we'll oh, be tuned for that. I, I, I would love to get. Some- his apology to let's her. make Josh cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, but that uh, is something no, I think uh, I think we'll start implementing that on second service later this year oh. because the book thing, it's just like and I got an audiobook version of I Kissed Dating Goodbye just for the occasion. Oh, so wow. we'll get it locked and loaded and get that. clips and stuff. But it is difficult. You can't get the audiobook for it. Like you have to I had to get it on eBay. Oh really? I could not wow. download it from like Audible wow. or something like that. iTunes, yeah. you cowards. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. But uh, that's a good question. Do you guys have a request, like something you really need to hear? Christy, are you guys Christy heads? I, I, I have <laughs> I have my own personal. I, I, I need someone, anyone, preferably you, to take down John Eldridge at Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart is the one about, like, men need to be men, right? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. And then his, and and then, his wife did the companion book called Captivated. That was like then, a girl's version. And of then it. I could share the wonderful... Captivated? Yeah. Captivating. Captivated. Captured and yeah. caged. <laughs> yeah. And then I could share the wonderful experience of the um, Band of Brothers retreat based around Wild of Heart, where they just okay. are obsessed with, like, Braveheart. Don't you... Did, <laughs> I, I, I know we've kind of talked about this. Did you hunt a squirrel as part of this? <laughs> did I hunt squirrel? No. no I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm talking to Matt, because he went on this retreat thing that sort of built around Wild at Heart. And these guys <laughs> at, our, at our Christian college that we went to here in West Palm Beach... They they would like hunt squirrels after reading Wild at Heart, and I just never understood this. <laughs> and I and I and I I really wanted to know what was going on. Is this like part of like getting in touch with one's masculinity to like kill a small animal? I just, I had to know. Yeah, well, I mean, the squirrels are the ultimate alphas in this world, and if you can take one of those down, <laughs> you're you're set. You can provide for your family. And and. Maybe maybe a second service idea. Have you heard of the um, the card game Redemption? No. The, oh, that might be too. That might be too nerdy for them, man. The, that might. The Christian uh, answer. Oh, go, go, go grab it. The the Christian answer to Magic the Gathering, and how oh. you obviously don't want to sell your soul to Satan and play Magic. So instead, he's going to bring you on to show you this is what you play. Okay, and, we got sort of like a medieval King Arthur thing going. Oh, no, no. The, the whole point is to save lost souls, and you can win amazing cards like Mary Magdalene. And <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Holy hell. You had it so, right. Miriam is the most common card, and holy hell is probably the best way to describe that deck of cards. Here's a, here's a, a like a foil like a foil variant version of Hosea's whore wife, Gomer. Hot. <laughs> Why is wow. Miriam Wonder Woman? <laughs> no, that's, that's Gomer. Oh, that's Gomer? That's, wow. This is one of Hosea's whore wives, Gomer. And then we've got uh, the, the damsel <laughs> with spirit of divination from the Book of Acts. Also a foil variant. These are so. fancy cards he's got here. I'm not at all like embarrassed to be sitting by him. <laughs> you were the one who convinced me to buy this set, Matt. Yeah, when, when Matt and I were in high school, uh, our 
our one of our teachers had like a fellowship group and he taught all of us how to play the game and we would go to comic book we would go to a comic book store and to humiliate <laughs> and try to also evangelize the people while playing oh, comic book yeah. in our uniforms also hey, come until play the game with all these chicks in it and stuff you're gonna love this it. feels like a fun first date <laughs> yeah until until the school banned it because it was too evil apparently to play role-playing even if you're saving souls oh no really oh it's yeah. so awful no role-playing stuff. Interesting. Um, well, I guess, I mean, that's that's kind of all the, all the questions I have. I don't know if uh, Matt and Chuck... No, I, I just have a final thought. And sorry, Caroline, but the, this, one's just, this one's just directed to Kevin because oh. I grew up... Oh, wow. I, Flashbacks to my yeah, church can you, experience. Can you plug your ears oh, for oh, a second? Shut up, Caroline, for oh, no, 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 a patriarch, <laughs> patriarchy <laughs> foul right now. No, wait. I'll, <laughs> no, I'm now, let me do this. Now, let me tell you this. I told the joke also that I said that JP is kind of like our Kevin and that it took two extra people to try and even be one-tenth of Caroline. So if that helps, then there you go. <laughs> but, I think uh, I follow, but thank uh, you. Yeah, the math is good, <laughs> I think. But if, but if I, say, if I can say, um, Gilmore Girls, I grew up watching, and for me it was junior high into high school, I believe. And I was not exactly um, accepted for watching it. And when you came out with the, the Gilmore Guys podcast, I was, like, thrilled about it. And now you're into Maisel. And I love, like, the, the mix of genuine adoration for the shows while also the acceptance of the fact that these, are, these can be ridiculous shows at times and, <laughs> and horribly problematic a lot of times. But I just have to say, your your podcast uh, um, outside of Good Christian Fun has been incredible, also, um, and just couldn't couldn't uh, have this chance to talk to you personally without saying thank you for those because those have been amazing. Oh, thanks, man. So just that's all. So Caroline, you you I love you too. So that wasn't a that wasn't an after you attack in any way. Yeah, no, I love that kind of like a paragraph long for Kevin and how he's changed your <laughs> life, and then like toss me a little scrap yeah, of bacon. That, thank you. That, that's a patriarchy foul. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess waste four years of your life talking about a dumb show, and then you can get a I'll nice get a compliment too. Either. No, I don't. I feel like weirdly, I have no resentment. You guys are great. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like the Gilmore guys thing uh, helped me navigate. It was almost like training for good Christian fun of like, how do you talk about this thing that is very sacred to some people, which you might find absurd in parts? How do you uh, navigate it with delicacy and not hurt anyone's feelings? So, so yeah, I feel like that was a good uh, training ground for that. But, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for saying that. I guess that's all the, all the time we have. Um, I want to oh. th- thank our guests. Uh, Kevin and Caroline, guys, thank you so, so, so much for doing this. Our um, pleasure. Of course, thank you for inviting us. It was so yeah. nice. You know, we're 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 a small podcast, a little little garage band, as I like to kind of call us. We <laughs> fifty one followers on Twitter. Um, 50, so it, fifty for now. Shout out, love you guys. Check Twitter. Boom. 2,000 followers, baby. And she 53 followers. <laughs> yes. So, but again, thank you so much for coming. And we've, we've really had a great time and uh, I appreciate it. And um, before we go, I just want to tell you, uh, you know, this podcast, we're the Masters of Divinity, uh, loosely based on the Masters of the Universe, based on He-Man, the 80s cartoon. So we don't, we don't believe in saying goodbye. We say good journey. So I'd like to tell you, Kevin and Caroline, from all three of us, uh, good journey. 
And doth a good journey to you, gents, as good well. Good journey to you, Governor. <laughs> and now, and now, just and just for me now, can can the two of you do your closing of your podcast because I love oh, yeah. it. Oh and sure. I would love to hear it. So if you want, we're to, already need even lawsuits anyway. I might as well. You, just go. If you, so if yeah. you would like, if you would like to plug anything that you have for our fifty listeners, and then do your closing, it would just make my night to, oh, to end on that personally. Sure. Listen to good Christian fun. Follow us at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You know how to listen to podcasts. You're listening to this one right now. Uh, <laughs> and at Kevin T Porter at Caroline's Farts. If you want to follow our dumb BS. Yeah, and. And All of God's people, oh, Pod's people said, if you're out on the road. No, no, no. <laughs> All of Pod's people said, Amen. Amen. Yay. Good journey, gentlemen. Thank you. Good, Good journey. Good journey.